Welcome to the Teacher's Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone and thank you for listening. In this episode, I interviewed John Murray and what an interview it was. I've been going around the office all week telling everyone that it's the best interview I've ever done, which probably isn't the kindest thing to say as I've interviewed two of my colleagues for the podcast, but honestly, this interview is absolutely brilliant. John is an educational consultant who travels up and down the country helping schools improve their whole school reading. And in the interview, we focus a lot on comprehension. It's just so clear from listening to him talk that everything he discusses is just backed up by so much experience and research. And as a parent of a three-year-old, and I'm obviously no longer teaching, it opened up my eyes to so much knowledge that will help me when I'm reading with my daughters at home. So I'd recommend this episode to all parents too, because it's just gold. We cover so much in the interview, and I don't feel like I can single one thing out that stood out. You'll just have to listen. I really hope you enjoy the interview. John, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you for inviting me. Thank you. Um, and um, I was just really excited to get you on. Um, so a few weeks ago, obviously, we had Lee Parkinson from... Um, Mr. PICT, and yeah, um, it was laugh. Lee that suggested that, that you come on the podcast um, because you so, know so much about reading and you're such an experienced author in educational materials. So I'm just really excited that you're here. And you're I'm excited. Giving. I'm excited to be here as well. So it's, it's always good to have a good conversation about reading and yes. books and, and learning. So that if yeah. you're passionate about learning, you, 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 it's always going to be an interesting conversation to yeah. have. So that's yeah, nice. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because obviously we only had a brief chat. So I feel like some of the things I'm going to be finding out for the first time as well, normally have um, a bit more of an idea. So going to surprise me and I've got my notes ready and I'm really excited. Brilliant. (laughs) So I always ask this question first because I want to make sure that everybody um, who's listening, who's never heard of John Murray before, knows why they should listen to you um, and what your experience is. So can you tell us your journey into teaching and throughout teaching and and, uh, possibly sometimes I say um, and why you left and then some people say I haven't left, I'm still in teaching. So that yeah just me how i got here today yeah uh, and not and not using sat nav right okay yeah. so um, you can tell me about that if you want but no I, well basically <laughs> i've always wanted to be a teacher i always want i wanted to be a teacher and a writer so um so qualified in 97 went from my a levels did my degree did a bachelor of education be ed uh 97 i qualified so that seems like such a long time ago uh worked in a regular school but with um special needs children uh, mm-hmm. with lots of lang- linguistic uh, problems uh, uh, and, and stuff. And then from that school, loved that school, St. Paul's, beautiful school. Uh, it was great experience for integration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were, it was all about integrating and, and everyone learning from each other's experiences. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, and I moved from that school after the Old, Old, Oldham riots. Uh, we ended up moving to uh, a school right in the centre that was at, at the time 100% Bangladeshi. Wow. So lots of 
second language, well, all second language learners. And yeah. um, at first I was put in terms of charge of, of English. Um, by Christmas, I was I was twitching, going, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. thank you, do this. Um, and so what <laughs> we did, we, we went to the head and we split it. We split it into, and I always advise, when I go to schools now, to, to, to it's such a big and beautiful yeah. um, subject, really. Uh, so we we split it into writing, reading, and speech and language. Um, and that makes so much sense as well because in some of the bigger schools you do have um, a couple of people on PE, don't you? Well, we we were a huge school. We were like four hundred and fifty plus. Wow, uh, yeah. We were, yeah, we, we, were, we were big, um, and so and it just but it just liberated everything. It was mm. really good. Everyone we come together once mm. a term as a team, and then we always brought in. Uh, another subject mm. so uh, another subject leader so because then it was everyone's responsibility to teach English yeah. and that yeah, was yeah. a thread that went through mm. but because I was liberated and, and just focused on reading I looked at guided reading the library reading for pleasure mm. uh, story time oh the whole shebang so yeah that was good and we just after three years of hard slog because we were and it was hard slog um we went from rock bottom to soaring high and we yeah. I, and then hop skip and a jump later i got the opportunity to work um independently really mm. um and now my job is to go around the uk uh, looking at uh, looking at schools uh, working with schools uh, and head teachers and, and and so forth just looking at reading mm. and 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 reading into a writing approach and and all those things so it's a wonderful job, um, and it's tend to. It's not just schools that are struggling, although a lot of the time it is. It's also those um, outstanding schools, although I don't like to use that term. Yeah, yeah. Um, that want to progress, mm. that never sit on the laurels. That I don't tend to work in a lot of middle of the road schools that just sit back and think, "Yeah, we're okay." Mm. Um, it's those two ends, and it's a yeah. great great opportunity yeah, and experience for me to, to do that. A privilege, really. Yeah. A privilege. Uh, and you're so passionate about it as well. I love it. I love it. I love my job. I can, like I feel myself, oh, I'm just yeah. looking at you so much because you're just so It's all about, into it. it's about communicating with people. And it's like when we talk about when, when we split it in from reading, writing mm -hmm. and speech and language. And a lot of this um, interview or, or our conversation will be to do with speech and language mm -hmm. because... Um, I'm partially deaf, okay. so I went to speech therapy until, well, until all the way through primary. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, you, if you can articulate, if you find it hard to articulate your thoughts, it's difficult. You, your understanding may be there, but if you can't articulate it, mm -hmm. it's difficult. Speaking and listening, and I say this so many times, speaking and listening is not the poor cousin to reading and writing. Mm. So to be able to to communicate verbally, that's where you can really get your energy to, mm. that will lead you into better reading and writing. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, thank you. And um, I mean, obviously we had a conversation earlier, and um, I was mentioning about my my daughter, and she just you know I can tell already that I think yeah. she's going to like writing because she just picks up the words and uses them back in context all the time. Yeah. And I think you're three. Why are you using those words? Yeah, it's it's interesting, really. It's like uh, a passion. Well. It's it's one. Well, I know one of the questions later on might be to do with boys and girls. Those who communicate quicker 
and have a richer language and are surrounded and immersed in a rich language, uh, linguistic environment will make better progress. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also why children who are partially, you know, with deaf or yeah, yeah. Um, hard of hearing, or they may even have like, for example, in, if you're in reception class, uh, glue ear. Yes, yes. They just full of snorts. Uh, they just full of snorts. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's not. He says snot, snot. Just in case. Yeah, you didn't snot, know. snot. So, but <laughs> it means that their hearing will. So the phonics yeah. will. Have lots yeah. of things. You can, you can see it, can't you? Because you have to be able to hear. Yeah. For that, for that to happen, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. That's um, just really, really insightful. Um, okay, so. When we had the phone call before, you talked about teachers needing to love reading, uh, love yeah. reading, and I love that because um, I did an interview with Alison Phillipson, and she was talking about writing, and, and she was talking about whether teachers are natural write writers mm. or not, and the need to find their love for writing, yeah. and it, and it's the same thing. I can see why that's so important. Um, and it's important. It's it's difficult that one as well because not everyone is a natural reader. No. You might be able to read. The, the joy that you get through reading mm. is very different. And the types of books that you enjoy reading, um, it will be differ from person to person. Uh, and just having the time to enjoy. So And most teachers don't have the time to yeah, enjoy reading, it which is, is difficult. I mean, I, tr I really read for pleasure during the holidays and going away on holidays. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, weren't I? If I go yeah, on holiday yeah. without John Grisham, I feel like I'm a bit bereft and I've not had a good holiday. But uh, <laughs> you, again, it's finding that time and... and Passing on your passion for, for the written word yeah. is, is so, so important. It's a fundamental. So just, just back to that then. So because teachers do need to sort of find their love of reading if they yeah. have it. Yeah. You know, have you come across any books that you've really loved over the summer? I have. I, and I got, I got you one, didn't I? Uh, I brought it today. Um, here it is. Uh, wrapped up because you was like on the phone she's like tell me what what is it come on I'm really excited now oh like, it's a surprise but, but, can, but can you see before you've even opened this you've got an enthusiasm for this book yeah I do why uh, because I don't know what it is and now I'm already thinking mm, maybe I should do that advent book thing for my for my daughter but because I was passionate about it on the phone yeah. and because because this book is one of the best books I have read in in the last two years it's absolutely blown me away this book the writing the messages the, the topic the issues the illustrations so there I you go i feel like i should give you a job in marketing no no honestly <laughs> I, I think you were you this book i can't i can't tell you what, how powerful this book is i'll read wow. you something from it when you've seen it thank you right i'm, I'm opening in this book now if you, if you listen on the podcast so you can hear me uh are you all excited? It's like Christmas, isn't it? Even it's got like a good. Christmas. Oh, it's called Wisp, A Story of Hope. Can you see that? I'm just going to show you there. Yeah. But interesting, isn't it? Can you can you see that? What's it saying? Um, Amnesty Clip Honour. Yeah, so it's, it's a book that's been honoured by um, Amnesty International. And it, it tells the story of... Uh, refugees and and those who are for whatever reason have been misplaced mm -hmm. and they're in a, a very dire situation uh, but there's always hope mm. and and, and, we've and that's what you need to carry on yeah and we, we'll talk about stories and the importance of stories everyone talk wants to share stories even yeah. if they, they, they can't read they will tell you stories mm -hmm. and those are and stories are, are what 
bind us together yeah. as a community and unify us as a humanity. Mm. So I just thought I'd share uh, one little bit of this book, just because it just, it's, look at that, it's a, it's a picture. I don't know if you can see that. Can we see that? Incredible. So the wisp comes, it says, I'll share this with you. It says, when the next wisp blew in on the evening wind, Idris knew what to do. He let himself be bustled past and over and along until the wisp found who it was seeking. The woman looked at Idris, a sad etched deep in her face. She held the wisp to her ear. A light flickered softly in her eyes. What's? she whispered, and the wisp quivered with delight. The memories spun from the woman's fingers and rippled through the air. A forest blossomed from the dirt and pulled free a storm. The people stopped, they smiled, and together they watched as a thunder of colours rained down from the sky. And when the woman's fingers stilled, there was just a splash of happy in her words, and the sad on her face was not as deep as before. And it's about all these different characters and different men and women and elderly and, and fishermen and, and, and everyone that they come alive when they tell their story mm, and yeah. that that story is what helps them have that hope of a better future for the children yeah. I, I, it's such a powerful powerful message and and truly truly beautifully illustrated um <clears throat> it is it's but if you read that book back, back to, from cover to cover you will have tears in your eye at the end, mm. and and that for me, when it, when it touch when a book or a story or a piece of text, don't have to be in a book, touches the heart mm. as well as the head. Yeah. That's when you that's when you get true understanding, mm. and and for me that's that's the whole ethos of what I'm about. It's not when you talk about comprehension because that's what I don't. I go into schools to try and help develop a school ethos of reading mm. and develop and, and improve their comprehension s skills and, and yeah. results. It's not just about the head. Mm. It's a and understand. It's about the heart. And yeah. if you can love reading, that reading for pleasure and and love that that those, making those connections with the text. Yeah. That's when you'll fall in love with books, and that's when you everyone look so. Going back to getting teachers to be passionate about, find a book. Don't let anyone tell you which book to do at story time. You choose the book you that you do with the book you and pass the on your you. pass on your passion. Pass on your passion and you'll never go wrong. Mm, yeah, I love that because, you know, I think if, if I lent towards uh, one subject, it's not maths, it's English. And because in English, with the stories, there's just... It's the whole world, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not just words, is it? You know, no. you're not learning when when it's math. You're learning about numbers and you're learning about mathematics. But in English, it can be anything. You can. It can be history. It could be geography, and and it could be in a story way. And you yeah. just you just and learn it, so much, and it's it's that connection. Like yeah, so. and, it, and it's why story time is is fundamentally important it's absolute it's essential it's, it's you're not teaching a st you might be teaching through books through text through poetry in english as a subject story time's not that you, mm. you feel safe you're sharing your passion yeah. for that that story so 
you know, I rem we all remember story time, whether it be at our home, uh, mm -hmm. being read to it, you know, by your mum and dad, yeah. um, or getting a present from going to the library. <clears throat> well, what if you don't get presents as books as presents? Yeah, yeah. What if you're not never a member of the library? What if you you never read to it at, 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 at bedtime because your dad's not can't read? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 they have to have that opportunity. So mm -hmm. schools might be the only time that they have the access to yeah. that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So story time, and it has to be timetabled in my opinion, because it, it has to be, it can't be, it can't be, it can't fade out. It can't be pushed to one side because we've just run out of time. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to, and it has to be a whole school approach mm -hmm. because it's, again, it's, nine times out of a ten when a school's struggling it's the ethos mm. are we a reading school yeah that ethos of, of that readability and that love of, of rich literature the powerful stories and that story time you, you just can't those are the those are the memories it's why we do read write perform with lee because it's the memories that they'll take with them mm. that will will when they're picking their children up when they're old people and, and they're picking their own children up or their grandchildren up, that you want them to remember you as a teacher mm. that fostered that love of learning yeah. and that fostered that those beautiful books. Mm. Those are the treasures that they'll take away. Yeah. They won't take away what from the adverbial is. No. They won't. They will not remember that. It's why year seven is so so problematic because they've lost all that. Yeah. It's why the heart is so important. So stories like that, that touch you, that emote you, yeah. that, that that make you passionate and can show you're passionate, a passionate yeah. reader. Those are the conversations and the engagement that you yeah. want with children. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right because you know I've got a performing arts background and and one thing I say you know um, if people ask me if I go to watch a film or something, mm. I don't like watching a film unless I'm going to be moved by it. So if yeah. I'm not scared yeah. by it. Or, and it's, that's not that I like thrillers, by the way. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not scared by it, or if I'm not in tears by it, or if I'm not, you know, laughing a lot from it, yeah. then I don't want to watch it because yeah. if I'm not emotionally moved, it was a waste of yeah. money. And it's yeah. the same with the book, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah, What's it the is. point in reading it unless you're actually spurred into action of the mind? Yeah, yeah, it's just, and, and stirs the heart, it stirs the heart. It's, it's, so, it's so important. I, I, it's like when. Um, should I go on to? It's like when you're reading one to one with a child. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the time, say at home, we read with our own children, our nephews and nieces, or whoever. It, we're sharing those stories all the time, and that's that's an emotional bond. Yeah. So when you you're in school, say you've not got that those opportunities at home, and you're reading one to one with a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually it's with teaching assistants, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. you're like, come on, we've got to get through, get get through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes it's like a conveyor belt. Yeah. So they're like, so so you'll say, go and get your book, go and get your book. Let me listen to you read. Um, and they'll just sit there, and you watch them, and the, the kid, the children will just be reading those their whatever it is, whatever book it is. Yeah. They've not practiced it. Mm -hmm. They've not talked about it. So then, what do they do? What's your, if I said to you, for example, I'm going to ask you to read a passage from here. Mm -hmm. Should we do, in fact, I, yeah, let's. What, I hope I know all the words. Right, right, exactly, exactly, exactly. So what are you thinking now? 
I'm thinking, we're live. What happens if there's a big word? I don't know. Right. And exactly. I'm 35. Right. So, so what you've done now, because you've not seen this text, yeah. you, what's your main overarching, um, well, what's your overarching aim? Um, to get you... all the words right. Right. So now you've switched into, so now you've switched into survival mode. Yes. So your priority. It's true, I really have. I'm not going to get you to read. I'm not going to get you to read, don't worry. But because you've gone yeah, into yeah. that, when you read, comprehension yeah. goes up to the back seat. Yeah, that, I, you've, I'm glad you did that because it's made me feel like that. Yeah, you're on to, because, and your priority is to get everything right. Yeah, so yeah. you switch the, to the mechanics of reading mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that hopefully with your fluency and vocab and all that, but comprehension takes a back seat. Mm. So, oh, it is a little trick to, to a little tip because it may, it'll make a huge difference in the class yeah. and it's amazing. And you'll see it within two or three weeks, in two or three sessions. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that because it, it's putting children on the defensive and, and it's yeah. not, you know, so. If I had a book mm. here, even if it was red level um, Oxford reading treat the box, mm -hmm. yeah. Who's the better? Who's the better reader in me and you? And if you were the child, probably still you. Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The adult. The adult. Yeah. So you can that you read to them. Mm -hmm. So you read to them. And you can, with your voice, you can bring that text alive. Yeah. You can bring it alive. You can model the intonation, and you can, and you talk. What's more important is, you talk about what you've read, mm -hmm. and the pictures in it. So you have a conversation then, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and by that, and that conversation brings conversation uh, brings comprehension back to the fore. Mm -hmm. Once you've had that discussion, and you've been, you've modelled being a passionate reader. Then you say to the child, right, now you now you know this text and you've listened to me read it. Would you like to read it to me? Yes. So straight away, when they... Now, sometimes they'll go, you know, you ask, John, can you read that to me? And they're like, no, I don't feel like it today. But at least they've listened to a model reader. Yeah. You've passed on your passion and you've talked about your understanding of mm. the text mm. yeah. in a safe way. Yeah. It, so would you still it, do it at... <clears throat> their reading level so they can read it back you wouldn't do a more difficult <clears throat> text um oh that's an interesting question because if it was reading one-to-one -one, it usually is there at their level isn't it yeah yeah um so uh, if it's one-to-one -one, if you're doing it in a group that would also might be at their level yeah if it's a whole class um i don't tend to get children to read out loud in class mm -hmm. because it's it's just uh, taking away the comprehension again, like you said, that, oh my God, it's, it's my fear. turn, it's my turn. And it's so, it's, you're scared. So say you've got eight kids, we've done it. Say we've got eight kids in, in front of us and you, you read and then you're just doing a round robin. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what do you do? I'll tell you what I did as a kid. I'd be like, right, I hope it's not like random because then I'm thinking, oh my goodness. When is it my turn? Yeah. You try to read ahead to see when So then I'm thinking, be. right, hold on, they're going page by page. I'm going one, two, three, four. I'm the fifth one, fifth paragraph, right, I'll practice it. I'm not yeah. even listening to them. No, no, no. And once my goal's off, I'm, I've, that's me done. Yeah. Always good to model it yourself. Mm. You be the storyteller. You've got, uh, you understand the text mm. um, on an emotional level. So, mm. and you'll have the fluency. Yeah. Um, 
there are times when you will need to build influencer mm-hmm. and give them opportunity, but it's always good to get them to model to model it mm-hmm. and then get them to appreciate and, and apply what they've done yeah. to each other first yeah, yeah, yeah. and then talk about it and share. Because it's about, well, you, you said you, you've done some work in the theatre and, and, and performance. It's, sometimes you'll hear the, the term echo. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes you've got to be careful with that because if you echo... It's just some children, they just repeat what you say mm-hmm. in the manner that you've said it. Yeah. Well, well, once you get to, especially in key stage two and beyond, it's not, it's not about echoing because that's my interpretation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want children to read and interpret it in their voice, in their own, in their own reading voice. Mm-hmm. So it's a case of, and that's where another great conversations can, can happen. Mm-hmm. So like, well, why did you stress that word? Why did you? Why did you? Why did you write, read quick here? Mm. I didn't. I I put my stress here, and I slowed down here. So, and it, like actors do with a script, they talk about the text. Do you know they, what's really they, good on that? Is just <clears throat> to also just to point out that it's not wrong because obviously, as somebody who's done a lot of performing, I used to read that out loud, especially yeah, if you're uh, yeah, yeah. doing um, a read through, and I used to think, oh, well, when they did that character, they read it differently to me, so I must be wrong. And not, exactly. it's not necessarily exactly. that it is. That's good to bring that up. And children, if they're not careful, they know where they are on that ladder. Mm. I'm telling you, they do. Call your group apple blossom and cherry blossom <laughs> and what you have. I had my nephew, he, <clears throat> he come to me once and he just go, my brother's like, tell him how, how you're doing. Tell your Uncle John uh, what, what you're doing for your, for your maths. He goes, oh, I'm in such a, I'm in triangle group for maths. And then when everyone had gone, he just whispered to you, he goes, but I'm only in, in Sparrow. I didn't know what the groups were called, yeah. but he knew, even in reception, he knew that sparrows were poor. Yeah. But he also knew that triangles were up there. Yeah, so, yeah. So sometimes, if you, told, you yeah, so sometimes it's a bit, children will think, oh, he's in a, he or she's in a bit higher group than me. Mm-hmm. So this is the way that they've read it. Must yeah. be better than me. They're yeah. better than me, so they must be right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not about that at all. Not about that at all. But I even so, think adults still think that as well. So we said that it wasn't about that. It, and, and it's good in a way because you'll find that some children who find reading difficult mm. because they've still got issues with the mechanics of reading mm. or are not confident readers, um, they can still contribute a lot yeah. uh, verbally and yeah. they, they bring a lot to the table. So it, it's, it's, it's again, it's inclusive. It's, it's really interesting. And sometimes do you think as well, um, some of the children, and this is not always the case, but um, say, that's a fly it's there. A fly. No flies <laughs> on me. Go yeah. on. Um, but my um, sort of thinking about my experience, sometimes some of the children that don't have as rich a vocabulary or, or are not as good at reading, sometimes, in some ways, they've got more life experience, and yeah. then, and in that way, they might be able to bring more to the comprehension side, even though they might not oh, be able yeah. to access the text. Got a, <clears throat> I was in a school oh, about eighteen months ago, <clears throat> and um, it was interesting because the head teacher uh, and all the teachers were there, and the deputy and everything, and they wanted me to to demonstrate uh, a lesson, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the. So it's basically when I do that, I always say, well, don't give me your best. Don't give me, I'll give you a false reading. Give me your bog standard. Give me six of your bog standard uh, learners. Um, and and so he did that. It was a year five class. Mm-hmm. So the year five group. 
and the text was called uh, The Magpie Girl. Mm -hmm. It's in Reading Explorers. Mm -hmm. So The Magpie Girl is, is, a, is set where basically it's November, it's starting to rain, it's cold, and the girl's on a in the car, she's poor. Mm -hmm. She's, um, and she, she, everyone's going home mm -hmm. to a nice warm home, nice food, um, and she spots a market stall over mm -hmm. the cobbles, um, and the, the apples look red like rubies. So, she but because she's what magpie is famous for stealing things, things that are shiny, and, yeah. <laughs> and it started off with it starts off with a poem. Um, oh, one for uh, one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, mm -hmm. five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. So, the story starts. And she has to get, but she's a good girl, so she has to convince herself to steal this apple. Mm. So it's like, it's only one apple. It's only one apple. Mm. So, posh woman comes, she's, from one, one thing that happens in another, um, the stall holder and her have, she goes to buy six apples, this posh woman. Mm. The nudge, the shilling drops on the floor, they both go to get it, mm. that's her opportunity. Mm. So she steals another apple, she steals the apple, the magpie mm. girl. Mm. Well, how many apples is that? Six and one seven so she's stolen the seventh apple mm -hmm. so that's her secret isn't it? Mm -hmm. and it ends but when she when she bites into it it don't taste sweet mm. she don't like the taste and it ends with the the sentence life was teaching her the hard way that life was not as black things were not as black and white as they should be mm. quite a deep uh quite yeah. a deep message that really um now, interesting, the head teacher had put in two extra children in that group, mm -hmm. uh, but hadn't told me. Mm -hmm. One was a year six girl who was poor reader, yeah. who was not expected to pass, for want of a better word, the SATs. Yeah. And a year four child who was greater depth. Yeah. And, and was absolutely brilliant, top of the, top of the pecking order, if you like, in that group. And we were talking about this text and we just talked and engaged with it and chatted about the character and, and, mm. and motives for everything. And at the end of the at the end of the, the session, they went away into the play, playground and it was just a case of right, what do what do you learn from watching that? Because mm -hmm. that you know and um the year the, the year six teacher burst into tears. Um oh because I said that was it. So I said, Well I'll tell you what I've learned. I'll tell you what, that girl there, amazing. Mm. She was incredible. She knew she's great at depth. Yeah. I'm telling you now she's great at depth because her understanding of the motives and that child and the character and the situation was incredible. Incredible. Mm. That's when she, and the class teacher burst into tears. Mm. And she went, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking because I, 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 unbelievable. She says, and she said to me, but if you knew her life, yeah, if you knew her life at home, you'd understand why she could empathise. Yeah. And it's that, again, it's that, um, and it's interesting, don't cry. Cause I, yeah, I, we're both getting I, I, emotional here. But, but that's why, because that's yeah. that goes back to this book, doesn't it? It yeah. goes back to that. And it's interesting because the lad, I said, and you see that lad there? I thought he was poor. He just... Yeah. He was, he, he was definitely, you'd have to work on him and do, you know. Now remember, he's great adept in year four. Yeah, do you know why yeah. he was poor? Why do you think 
Because he didn't comprehend the story in the same way. He couldn't empathise with the characters. He couldn't. Do you yeah. know what? He, he could not get over the fact that she'd stolen the apple. Mm. So she must be bad. Right, right. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. His, so that shows you. It was black and white for him. Yeah, it was black and white for him. And it's, it, and it's again, when you're teaching children about comprehension, it's, it's not, I use a phrase called, uh, and it's a really important phrase to, to remember, emotional dexterity. Mm -hmm. It's a two, that connection with the text on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. um, that's what the girl got. Yeah. When yeah. you connect with the author and the character and, and the situation, that's when you can you can empathise and understand, um, and so that em em emotional dexterity is is so important. Mm -hmm. That ch that lad was not emotionally developed enough to yeah. get to understand that. Understand. So again, it's it's about choosing texts that are right, not just at the physical mechanical stage, mm -hmm. but also at the emotional stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that they can understand and really understand why the motives of a character is doing something. And I think... So important. I like I like that, that phrase, emotional dexterity, because I think, for me, listening <clears throat> to you talk about it, it just sums up the reason why I would want to read. Or, yeah. or even yeah, yeah, yeah. watch a film or something. Yeah. If I don't get that, I don't want to. Yeah. It's because like I know looking, what that yeah. feeling is. Even at looking at a photograph or a, a still painting, it's that two-way connection. Mm. So it's that's if you're ambidextrous, you can write with both hands, can't you? But that emotional connection, so it's not just what you, it, it's not what the text brings to you, it's also what you bring to the text. Mm. And it's that two-way connection that allows you to, to explore the text mm. um, deeper. And if you want to improve, uh, if you want to improve your, there are a couple of things to improve inference, mm -hmm. but emotion, you always have to think it's not just about the text. Mm. It's about the whole child. Yeah. It's about the whole child. So just, if you're wanting to improve inference, you've got to imp improve the emotional well-being of that child as well. Mm. And that, and, and view education and, and view reading as a holistic okay. approach. Yeah. You, for me, you can't just, Again, it goes back to your ethos. Mm -hmm. Always goes back to your ethos because it's not just about teaching children to pass a test, mm. to, to, to write or construct an answer that will get two or three marks. I know we're in a system that, that we force down that road sometimes and it's a balancing act. Mm. But again, it's about what, what, why do we become teachers? Why mm. do we want to, what, what do we want to give children that when they've left school, they will take with them. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's that attitude to reading, reading for pleasure uh, and those connections that are just everything, everything. And that is what you take with you, isn't it? Because, you know, when you don't have to read, I mean, obviously you're gonna read road signs, you're gonna <coughs> read for life, but mm. you're not gonna pick up a book and read if you're not getting that emotional feeling, because what is the point? Well, that goes down for reading for pleasure. So, but then on the flip side of that is reading for purpose. Mm -hmm. So if you're reading, like I don't, I love the Great British Bake Off, me. That's just started this week. Uh, so, but you read a recipe, you're not going to get an emotional connection with no, with no. three eggs and a, an ounce of flour or what have you. But because it's purposeful, you're reading yeah. for purpose. So again, it's um, my brother, for example. I would say he's not a great reader mm. when it comes to. Uh, he would never read poetry. He'd never re read a story. But history, mm. 
Mm. You talk about World War II, he's an engineer, he's into all that stuff, mm. loves it. So factual stuff, he finds fascinating to read because yeah. he wants to learn more about it. Yeah. Whereas me, when I'm a writer, it's interesting even with writing. When I'm a, I, I love to write poetry and I love to write um, emotional text, just like the Magpie Girl. Yeah. Um, when it comes to factual texts, it takes me a lot longer because I'm, I'm not same. as... It's so hard for me to have an emotional connection yeah. with facts. Yeah, yeah. You have to drop in a few a few things there to try and just think, oh, that's a nice play. You've put a bit of alliteration in or play with word, yeah. sentence structure. But it takes me a lot longer because yeah. it's my passion's not there really. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's interesting. Yeah, and they can be difficult reads, can't they, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where you have to read a few times. Thank you, that's that's amazing. I love doing these podcasts because um, I feel like I pick up so much information and I know I'm not in the classroom anymore, but it's so useful, especially with my little girl and um, I've got another one who's one, um, but also just passing it on to the team. The team absolutely love listening to these. Well, it's sharing, just sharing exper- experiences. Yeah. I, I always say when I'm doing my training, there's no one way is the only way. Mm. And what might work for one school and, and what might work for one group of children may not necessarily work. You want a broad and balanced, you know, you want different, children need to be exposed to a variety of texts mm-hmm. and a variety of opportunities mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons and, and yeah. purposes. So yeah, mix it up a bit, mix yeah. it up and share and, and, and explore. Thank you. Um, right, I've got some more questions for you. So you mentioned before that you, um, taught children with a lot of linguistic needs yeah did you feel that the the ways you had to sort of uh, not necessarily change but adapt what you were doing do you feel like you brought them across um later when you were teaching lots of children with eil and then yeah. after that do you know what I, it's, it's interesting because i do a lot of work with intervention reading mm-hmm. intervention and um and the more i do it the more it's not that this uh, I don't like it when they separate. Mm. I think inclusion and integration is, is everything. It's, it's, the, it's the pace. Mm. So, and it's a, and, and, and although children, it's why group work is really good because if children only are only exposed to to um, whole class reading mm. and that's the only experience they ever get, mm. then for those who lack confidence or, or have, have certain issues, they drift yeah. and the gap gets bigger and bigger because you're only exposed to text at their own at their own age, um, yeah, reading yeah. age. Yeah. Well, if you're great and you're beyond that, you've got to have opportunity to read mm. and access text at your level. Yeah. And, and I do believe that that's a right. Children have the right to, to be exposed to and, and look at and explore and discuss text at their level mm. as well as their age, age expected and, and stuff like that. So again, it's a range. So in terms of adapting, a lot of the times, I'd, one of the mistakes I made when I, early on in my career, um, as, a, as a, just enthusiastic teaching and QT, I suppose, is um, I just go too fast. Yeah. And I'd be like, and, and because I was, uh, there was a, a, Linda Brotherdale, she's not teaching now, but she didn't get into teaching until her late forties. Um, she worked in a factory and she worked in she's just a great great woman mm. loads of life experience um, and I, I tell you what I learnt loads from her 
because and she just keep, she had to said kept calling me Sid and I'm just like I'm not Carl Sid Carl John and she just goes slow it down mm. and because if you're not careful you, you're that bothered about you teaching the curriculum that yeah. you're like what have I got to do next what have I got to do next yeah. what da, 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 da. you can't stop and savor the moment mm. you can't and, and 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 children like that you've got to if you just slow down just chill your beans and just go right you know what mm. we're gonna love this yeah yeah we're gonna love this and you make go slow this where it's on a two weeks two weeks next unit two weeks next unit two weeks who dictates the pace the children yeah sure just just relax and enjoy it more and i think and I think with with children who struggle mm. or a little bit behind, I think that's that's the main thing that they're not separated. But if you slow down and you're inclusive and value speech and language, yeah, that's what I learned. Especially with the EAL children, they've got so much to offer. It's not a hindrance. Mm. Um, my brother's married to a Czech girl, um, so. Isabella, when she was learning English, she had come from a home where there were two languages in there. I tell you what, that brain is firing all four cylinders. Yeah. And you'll find, if you're in year one, um, EAL children uh, will tend to do better um, in the phonics screening check. Um, just because the brain's amazing, yeah, amazing. Um, you know, and it's it's just, they'll learn the rules and, 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 and such forth. So. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a hindrance. It can be something that can can be fantastic. Obviously, with the, the children who are partially deaf, or they may have been born with a cleft lip, mm -hmm. or facial disfigurement, um, that will affect their speech and language. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back to, if you, if you find it hard to articulate, and you struggle to articulate mm -hmm. with the mechanics of, of how you read, uh, how you speak, then that can be quite frustrating. Yeah. So again, yeah. trying to get them to do it quick because you've got thirty minutes and we've got to go. Yeah. go come on, um, just slow down and, I and guess break that, it down. The whole slowing down fits in as well with allowing <coughs> you know the children who are able to to go deeper as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of pausing it so the the children who need it slowing down can get there and yeah. everyone else can go deeper. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny really. It, in terms of the skills, there is a progression of skills, mm -hmm. but you'll find that because um, some people think, well, inference, pure inference, um, even deduction, which is a, a, an aspect of inference, they they think that that's the, the pinnacle, that that's mm -hmm. what every child needs. We've got to get them through that inference, get them to do loads of that, lot, lot, bang, bang, bang. But those who are like 99ers who are just bubbling under where they should be, mm. usually you'll find that their skill set, they 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 struggle with um, just retrieval mm. and fluency, the vocab. So you may at times need to separate the skill that you're teaching mm. certain groups because you're plugging the gap that they need. Mm. And retrieval, literal, to retrieve literal information or specific information from a text, um, is is not a basic skill, it's a fundamental skill. So if that foundation isn't there, mm. and a lot of 99ers and, and, and poorer readers, that foundation is weak, don't matter what house you try and build after that, mm. it will always be unsteady. So you have to get that solid first. Yeah, you have to go back. Yeah. Right, thank you. Um, okay, how, um, how do you foster a love of language and reading 
with children that like confidence are not functional readers? Um, again, it goes back to book talk really, and and talking and and, and being creative around text. I'm glad you said language as well, and not just books, because sometimes text can be a barrier. Mm. Um, so again, if in an intervention, if it was reading intervention, so you're doing them some, you're giving some exposure at their level of text, read to them, mm -hmm. talk about them. There's a technique that's a really good technique that I use in, in, read, in the Reading Rocketeers um, program where you layer text. Mm -hmm. So don't just give it them all at once. So you, so you might, for example, read the text to them, mm -hmm. get them to visualize yeah. So don't give them the text or anything. Just let them let those words wash over them mm -hmm. and, and let them swim in the head and, and visualize. Because sometimes create the film in your head. It is because children who some children have what's called a weak visual narrative. Right. So a weak visual narrative. They may we as an adept reader we can be reading and we can we, we make the film as we go and we retain that. Whereas if you've got a weak visual narrative, you might remember what happens at the beginning and you might remember what happens at the end, but what happens in, it's a bit fuzzy and jumbled or you can't remember yeah. it at all. So if you're asking questions about this middle bit, they're stuck. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that if children have a weak visual narrative, they'll also have a, they'll be poor at sequencing. Yeah. So when you, when you ask them to sequence things, so again, it's been thinking so once you've read the story to it just get them to just do a quick sketch what what do you think's happening about that right okay right now i'll read it again let me let me um well look at that here's my picture mm. how does it compare what elements have you put in that story why have you put that in da, da, da. yeah and then introduce the text through layers yeah. so layer the text one sentence at a time and, and you just and so you can and again you, you can dissect or look at and chat mm. about one strand or one yeah, layer. Yeah. When you introduce the next layer, it's to do with something called working memory. Mm -hmm. So working memories is is almost connected. It has a quite a quite close connection to to visualization. Um, but what is for working memory? Well, working. I'll tell you what it isn't. It's not. What uh, it's not what did I what did I have for breakfast on Wednesday? Mm -hmm. It's not that type of memory. It's it's while you're it's it's continual while you're reading. Mm. So I I remember what happens here, and what happens here, and what happens here. So when this happens, I so can it's make a bit like when you're watching a murder mystery on on TV and you make that connection. Oh, yeah. I think it was so and so because this happened. Yeah, and it, it's just making those links, link, 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 yeah, link. Yeah, yeah. So that all you have to remember that the, the, is links. I always I always say in my training, links are the most important words you'll learn. The more links that you can make, both internally in the text and beyond, so your experiences, mm -hmm. your wider reading, and all that. The better, the better comprehension. You could get rid of all the teachers, mm -hmm. get rid of them all, save yourself a fortune, and just say, right, just read loads. Yeah. And you'll you'll still develop that. Um, so it's it's about that. So is layering text helps strengthen and mm -hmm. it allows you to talk about working memory. Right. Yeah. Which is which is what the reading rocketeers does. It's just so. It, and again, it goes back to Sid. Mm. Slow it down, so you so you don't just overface them by giving them loads of text and going back. Can you read this? Yeah, you're talking about it. So 
and and as again it's like when we did with the wisp i read it we talked about it yeah. Then you get them to read it and that fluency and looking at vocab and, and, and looking at that vocab in terms of, right, because vocab's an interesting one. I'm going off, I've gone off t- tangent. No, it's it's all amazing. I'm just right, like, sorry. I, no, I am just so, I'm just like, how do I buy this book? Yeah, he's doing, no. I'm thinking he's so knowledgeable about everything. It's absolutely amazing. Um, it's, it's just, just carry on. So, so <laughs> well, vocab's interesting because vocab, because again, you, you're building up that layer and layer, one, then mm. once you've got that text as a whole, then you can think, right, okay, well, let's look at the, the, the main yeah. theme or the, yeah. the so summative or can, can te- just anything, theme, evaluate it as the text as a whole. Um, and obviously, as part of that process, you've got to look at vocabulary. Mm. Um, vocabulary, for me, is it's not a skill. Mm-hmm. It's not a skill. Um, but it is, it is the glue that binds your, all your skills together. Right. So if you, if you think about the different, like the bricks in this wall, um, if you didn't have mortar in between them, mm. you it would be weak, wouldn't it? And yeah. push it over. Um, so vocabulary, no matter what process you do in terms of comprehension, has to be part of it. Mm. Um, it reduces fluent. If you if you don't know a word, um, you're an adept reader. But if I gave you a medical journal, yeah, so look at that. Yeah, yeah. so Fear in my yeah, eyes. so straight away you'd be thinking, oh, all that. It's, and it's not just the words and the language, it's the phrasing of that. Of that. Yeah. So they may have phrasing of words that you do know that's slightly different. You will go back into survival mode, that will reduce your fluency. Yeah. You'll come across a word that you don't know, so what do you do? You go back to the mechanics of reading yeah, to try and break it, it, to te- decode yeah. it. All that, because you don't know that language, mm. is slowing you down. Yeah. Your fluency rates going slower yeah. and slower and slower, and after you get to a certain point with your with your reading speed, then that will start to have a negative impact on your comprehension. Yeah. So vocabulary inextricably linked to fluency. Yeah. So if you think of the last SATS paper, why did people load, a lot of people come unstuck with the with the, the last SATS paper in twenty uh, what you know twenty nineteen? Mm-hmm. It was because. The word count was huge. Mm. It went. It was just over what two thousand one hundred, wasn't it? Almost mm. two thousand two hundred. Well, that is so much more than last year's paper was fourteen hundred. Mm. That's a massive. Yeah. So children were slowing down all the time, and, yeah, and just yeah. because of that that rate of speed and having to go back to the that's what that what that's what killed a lot of. Um, of, of that test yeah who writes these tests do you know what i mean that's what i want to know yeah, who yeah. writes these tests yeah. um not educators the um <laughs> no i scrubbed that one but um it, it's it's an interesting one so fluency getting them to yeah. again it going beyond that simple echo copy me yeah. but basic bring comprehension to the fore and get them to understand why they're placing the stress there yeah. why they're pausing there which brings in your contextualised bag. You're so right, though. I think I think we forget what we know. So we know we know certain um, elements, obviously, from experience of teaching and training and things of how to teach reading. But then 
like you say with a medical journal I've actually thought sometimes when I read something like that oh I'm decoding but I don't think to myself what the sounds are I just I just know them yeah and I um I recently went to Serbia um we've been before because my husband's got family there and last time I went it was about six years ago and um, they started trying to teach me the alphabet and what's really confusing about mm. it is I think the letter p is actually an r and then um basically out some of our letters are in there but they're different yeah. to yeah, ours yeah 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 and so I'll go around Spain, I'll go around Italy, and I can work out what these words are. Yeah. You go around Serbia, and it's Cyrillic. It's like Russian. I can't, I can't tell what it is. And I, you feel so um, confused and so vulnerable yeah. because you cannot work unless, and but it's in, if it's in Latin, it's because um, sometimes they do write it in Latin. I'm like, I know what that is. Yeah. Because I can read it straight away, and I recognize that word. But as soon as I see it written down, I cannot... <clears throat> Can't read it. But you've gone back to links. So because that's why English is such a beautiful language and why it's so pervasive throughout the whole world because it, it, they, they call it a bastard language because it's been so, it's been colonised and it's it's been, so we've had, we've got Latin base, yeah. we've got French, for, we had a French king for 400 years, mm -hmm. not the same one, you know, but we just had lots of influences. Yeah. We were a world empire, yeah. so we've taken those influences. Yeah. It's such a rich language that yeah. bec if, because we're fluent in English, we can make those connections where it's, yeah. it's you know, it's, oh, I, I love and, and even then across the world now, we've still got these extra words in different yeah. countries yeah. that we all understand yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. You know, Australia, they have different phrases, yeah. don't they, in, yeah, in yeah. America as well. well. That's what makes it so beautiful, honestly. Mm -hmm. is when people dumb down or, or, or don't give English the, the, right, the right amount of passion and they just say, ah, oh, but it doesn't sound as good as French. It doesn't sound as good as Spanish. It might not do. But I tell you what, it's a, Spanish is so easy to learn, and it's nowhere near as good as English. Honest, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm telling you because it's not as rich. Yeah, we do have a and lot of words. And it's that richness don't we? that we, is is, and that's what you put in your writing. That's what makes great writers, isn't it? So. Yeah. I'm loving this. Uh, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you all the questions. No, no, no. Uh, you ask whatever but you want to. Also, I think it answering some of the questions, which is mm. which is great. Um, so you have mentioned in, intervention. How important do you feel intervention is? Intervention, it's a funny one really, because, I mean, a lot a lot of my work is with guided reading. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously you, you do that in, in lots of different contexts. You do guided reading as a whole class in terms of literacy and the wider curriculum. You might do it in smaller groups, uh, in, in, in a, a carousel at, at that way. However you do it, it, you want to expose them to different things. Interventions are, are, are difficult. It's almost like a, it's a difficult word, really, sometimes, mm. because it means different things to different people. Uh, same with guided reading. Um, shared, there's a difference between shared reading and guided reading, mm. and it goes back to that speech and language again. So if you're not a, if you, to be to do guided reading properly, um, you need to be a functional independent reader mm. to be able to access text and, and read at your mm. level yeah yeah however if you if you if you're not functional reader mm. you've not learned yet to read or there's something some connections in your head that are making it difficult for you mm. to read fluently and you're not an independent reader then you don't necessarily do guided reading you do shared reading right which is again all that we've talked about before about reading share talk and yeah. then getting them to read back 
because that's to do with it that you have to do the mechanics mm. yeah so it's about help so reading intervention for me is about that transition mm. helping children make that transition smoothly from the mechanics of reading to skills-based reading mm. and um, what you'll find is children year two and three if they struggle um with the mechanics or the got gaps it's typical isn't it in year three you get into if you've taught in year three uh, you'll know these children that they, they're great when it comes to to telling you great when you're talking about text mm. but when it comes to reading difficult yeah very difficult i remember um it was when it was the beast from the east and i was up in in north yorkshire somewhere it was the week after the beast from the east and uh, again, it was I was doing a demonstration where um, the, the teachers and the heads and someone from the authority were watching. And um, it was from the Reading Rocketeers, actually. We were talking about the farm. And um, so I, I brought up my wellies. And I said to him, uh, I said, oh, look at this. Um, do you think I wore my wellies to school today? So mm. they all look out the window, see all the slush and the snow, and like, yeah, 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 yeah. But this... It, it was a year one class, mm. all year one, bog standard, but two lads from year two who literally had scored nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing. I think one of them had put the name, had even spelt the name wrong. Right, yeah. So they were poor and they were like, what are we going to do with these kids? What I'll never, I'll never forget this lad. He was amazing. The stuff that he contributed to this conversation was outstanding. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, for that, he, he was the only one that said, you've not worn them, them to school today. I went, have not? I said, how do you know? He says, because the mud on them there, well, it's a dry. I said, and your shoes are wet. You've worn your shoes today. That's deductive reasoning. That's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. Really good. The teacher gasped. She's like, but can you see? What, yeah, was, yeah. His, what was his difficulty? Decoding it. Yeah, the mechanics. Yeah. It wasn't comprehension. Yeah. So when you come to define what intervention is, you have to be careful about how you. Is it the mechanics? Is it the, is it the comprehension, the understanding? Yeah. It, and it's why when I work with schools with um, EYFS and reception, um, even well reception year one really, if you nail shared reading, and that come you know looking yeah. at conversation you nail that yeah. so you, you you're spinning that you're developing all those skills verbally they call it the technical terms called dialogical pedagogy right so dialogue yeah. talk um so dialogical so you you're getting them to think and verbalize their thought processes and, and why they think that mm -hmm. if you nail that in reception in year one it makes that transition that easy and it means that there's less gaps so that's so that's what Reading Rocketeers does. It focuses on trying to get them over that bridge. Mm. But dialogical pedagogy is invaluable all the way through. Yeah. All the way through. I'm going to ask you a really selfish question now. All but right. Hopefully okay, it'll be good for everybody. So my little girl is starting school nursery next week. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know whether they're going to send books home in nursery, but I imagine they are. And obviously they're not going to get a reading straight away. But when she is um, ready to read, would you then read that book to her first? Yeah. Talk about comprehension yeah. and then get to read it. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Wow. Even that. at home, I'm so excited about that. Honestly, because even I've had like dyslexic children that 
the TAs have come up to me because obviously mm-hmm. I work with schools and then I say, right, don't get me. I'll come back in about six weeks or whenever uh, next term. And they'll go, that's a one thing. If there's one thing you try, do that. What you don't want to do is just say, go and get your gut book, right? Mm-hmm. Sit down. I've not read it because it's from school. It's Oxford Reading Tree, yeah. Kipper and everything. And then they've, they've just got it and then they just block yeah. read it to you. And there's no conversation there. No. What you want to do is you read it to them. You chat about it. You think, oh, what about this? And then get them. And they might not want to do it every time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know... That's that's definitely a dead simple thing to I'm do. I'm so that. looking forward to getting a reading book now. Because it's about those bonds. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll remember those. And sharing the book together. Yeah. And again, again, if it's Oxford Reading Tree or some another scheme like that from school, that is that's they've been written for the mechanics of reading. So what you might want to do is do that, but then parallel that with a book that you just read to them. Without right, okay. that, but that's beyond uh, their reading ability, if you like, yes. so that they are still swimming and being immersed in rich language. Yes. So, so don't think, oh, this. I'm just thinking. Don't think Liam can't. I'm just thinking of, of a lad that's our, who was in year four. Um, oh, Dean, Dean in year four, dyslexic, but great, great, great lad, great lad. Um, would struggle with the mechanics but again so he might go on an intervention program to to using text at his level to try mm. and bring him up but to to not allow him to swim in that rich language and those opportunities of, of being exposed to stories that are uh, i don't know like charlotte's web or mm. or other great texts again he'll tune into language yeah he'll tune into it um and it's I that suppose listening once, once they get that confidence with the mechanics and, and they start building on those things, then it's all going to fall into place, isn't it? Because they've carried on with the language and they're going to yeah. go like, oh, that's that word. I know yeah, that yeah, word yeah. really well. And now I can read it. And I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another one that's good for, you, for your daughter. Um, for nursery, actually, is good. But nursery and reception, um, if a child... This, remember this number, because I, I always tell... We do this in Read, Write, Perform. Uh, eight, four, eight... So I'll say that back to me. Eight four eight. Eight four eight. Right. I so, like that because right. it's almost my date of birth. Oh, is it? All right. Good. Good. So, uh, if a child mm-hmm. can sing, not read and write, just sing. Um, eight she definitely nur- does that a lot. Eight nursery rhymes. Yeah. By the end of the age of four. Okay. They will more. They'll be more or less guaranteed to be in the upper two echelons of reading capability by by the time they are eight. Right, okay. Now, in, it goes back to boys and girls again, doesn't it, I suppose, a little bit. Girls talk more. She talks a lot. Right, but that's great. That's great. Because what they're doing, and they sing. Mm. If you, if you, when you're learning a language, if you can combine that with music... Yeah, you'll she basically makes more. up songs about everything, but I do that, so um, yeah, she just well, sings good. everything. Well, she but, sings everything. But do you know what they do? But that improves language, mm. and it, it absolutely um, embeds something called syntax, which links linked to grammar, basically. Um, so those children who talk a lot, mm-hmm. um, you think you're top readers and you top top you're better writers. They tend to be able to to convey and talk, they have better, yes. better speech and language, yep. they're more emotionally mature. And connected. Now, w- that's why sometimes 
girls, girls tend to outperform boys in comprehension mm -hmm. at every single step, every single stage up until about A-levels. Mm -hmm. Why? Is it because they're more intelligent than boys? No, it's not. It's because, there's lots of reasons, but two, a couple of key ones are, they talk more, mm -hmm. and that never leaves you, does it? <laughs> no, no, not so, never leaves. No, no. So, but because you're talking more, you, you you just engage and chat and they talk to each other. Whereas yeah. like in the nursery, they'll, a lad will pick up a truck and like, just make, Yeah, yeah. And they, they also um, mature quicker than boys. Emotionally. So emotionally. So even if it's like dressing up, they'll, they'll act things out and they'll yes. put their little voices. They'll be into music a lot more than boys. Yeah. Um, so those three things will help that language development yeah. now that's not to say that you'll never get boys in your top set mm -hmm. or in your in your in your greater depth of course you will but you think about those boys and i'll tell you now they tend to be the boys who are um not that, that the word soft's wrong but they are they are emotional yeah. emotionally in tune they are yeah because they're your sensitive types yeah. They are your sensitive types because they can, they can, they'll, and they'll have a good spoken language as well because they can access and interpret text on an emotional level. Right. And that's your greater depth. That's your wow. inference. Wow. Thank so, you. So it's not that it's boys, girls, but it, again, and, it, and, it, and we're living in a society where some children have some really tough times, don't we? Yeah. And they go through some a lot of emotion, like, like Wisp, really. Yeah. Like that, but go back to the book, um, and that can warp or, or change the way that our put barriers up to certain emotions. Yeah, so connecting again, connecting with the yeah. Emotions. So again, um, think of the whole child. Think yeah. of the whole child. So really, the key is to where possible help them develop their emotional intelligence, really, so that well, they can that, yeah. access more. Oh, this is an interesting phrase that because I don't. I, it's only a personal thing, no, go on. Uh, but I don't like that phrase mm -hmm. because it's about knowledge, yeah. intelligent. What do I understand? Da, 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 da. For me, I think that's why I use emotional dexterity because yeah. it's a two-way connection and it's a bit softer. It's all about empathy. Yeah, yeah. If, do you know what I mean? So yeah. you can under. I, I, I tend to move away it, from it intelligence also and kind of um, makes it sound like something. You can learn and develop as well instead of yeah. just having. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and it's. I like that. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I've got so many questions that you've already answered, which is amazing. Lovely. Um, so I've got ones about boys and girls. I've got ones about um, interventions and adult reading. Um, so I'm going to ask you um, this one: What are the must-have book titles that all teachers should have in their classrooms? Well, I brought some. Brought some actually, uh, apart from apart from uh, reading Rocketeers. Uh, no, this one I thought I brought an academic one mm -hmm. uh, because obviously the book you want stuff that's pedagogically sound. Yeah. But with when I do my training in schools and when I work with schools, pedagogy is great, but it needs to be practical yeah. pedagogy that works. Um, this one is from uh, Teresa Kremin. Mm -hmm. Um, she it works for the Open University. Okay. Um, it's and it's again it's about the ethos of reading for pleasure. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have all the strategies you want. 
you can have all the interventions in place that you want but if you don't foster a reading community mm. um, then you're on a hide into nothing so again that ethos has to be a thread that weaves its way through the curriculum through yeah. your staff everything yeah. so that is a great book um, and I would if you if you can uh, I know they, they do some reading for pleasure uh, groups mm -hmm. it's free CPD uh, contact at Teresa Kremin um, I'll, I'll give you okay. that information that'll later be in the and, show notes anyway yeah, yeah. Um, brilliant it's lovely lovely yeah. um, so sometimes I know we talked a bit a bit before that we said that um, about choosing books for certain age groups and all mm -hmm. that this book which is oh, a few years old now um, the fantastic flying books of Morris Lesmore um, that is is a one of those books every year I think you should do or I tend to encourage schools to try and do a unit of work around one book mm -hmm. um, and that but for every every class right okay now that's that's a really beautiful topic to do usually do it um after christmas mm -hmm. because everyone's had the christmas pudding and open up the presents and you come back on january and it's a bit dark and cold but it just brings the school together it goes back to teresa's work on developing a reading community yeah so you use one book together yeah uh, but what what you do do is then you present your work to each other mm -hmm. so the work that you do is authentic and purposeful and it gives you an authentic audience mm -hmm. and it's that sharing again so that that is very much of the read write perform mm -hmm. uh, philosophy mm -hmm. that you write it you're reading and into a writing approach and that you you you're doing that for a purpose mm -hmm. it's an authentic purpose mm -hmm. with, for, with a real audience that book because it's all based on the library it there's lots of access that you can that you can use mm. and I've seen that work really well in the school for that mm. um, and the other book oh I've got a few but uh, the other one last one The Tear Thief by Carol Ann Duffy um, oh, I can't tell you how good this book is um, just beautiful just beautiful I'm totally um, going to go Google these have you not read that I've not read <gasps> well if you if you were crying, nearly crying before I'm uh. telling you I'm, it's, it's absolutely beautiful absolutely be i'll tell you i'll tell you a little story about that uh, i won't go into too much detail but um i read that and I, in when i was in year four for a year four class and i thought it's all right i just wait in the mood I, perhaps i wasn't in the mood for it uh, at that time and then the year one teacher we used to bring it all together every every staff meeting we used to um share once every half term the last staff meeting of the half term we had to bring a book or two that had blown us away mm. or a piece of text could be a poem or what have you yeah. and she brought that so when she sat down thinking oh the tear thief i'm not really yeah and she was saying it's the best book she's ever read with a year one class and um there's a story behind that i, can't, I won't I, can't, I won't go into now but it made me realize that I need to go home and read that again yeah. because of her passion and because of what had happened to this child in the class. Mm. I read it again with, with through her eyes yeah. and I, I now absolutely love that book. Mm. It's one of my favourite books ever. So it's, it's again, do you return to books? That's that conversation you have as a staff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, beautiful, absolutely stunning book that. Um, yeah, just a, a couple bit. Don't ask me to do loads of books because honestly, I'll be here. I'll be here all night. Well, that's really good though. Really good. Um, okay. I'm going to move on to the quick fire because you've yeah, given us that's good. so much. You've been amazing. Um, okay, so who was your favourite teacher and why? Uh, well, do you know what? I don't didn't have a favourite. Did not have a favourite teacher. But I think that's why, you t for me, you take a bit from everyone, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And it's, what, it's like saying with your family, who's your favourite member of the family? You just take different elements. So each teacher will give you different things. Mm. And I love that. Uh, and it's why schools are, a, a, especially in primary, a community of mm. learning, aren't we? Um, do you remember Mrs. Whitaker though? Um, simply because I remember her story times. Right, okay. Uh, I remember reading Charlotte's Web, The Far Magic Faraway Tree. Oh, I and remember that, yeah. Exactly. And she, she, I loved story time, I just loved it. Mm. We were never, I was never read to at bedtime, mm -hmm. um, for one reason or another, but, um, but Stutz says story time is special for me. So for that 10, 15 minutes, just sitting there and just closing my eyes and listening to those stories, a bit like Jack and Ori in class, I loved that. Yeah. Loved it. That, I love that. I love when um, it does link back to what you're doing now as well. I know, I know. It's, it's interesting, isn't really it? Nice. Very yeah. interesting. Um, what do you wish you'd know when you first started out in teaching? Uh, go back to Sid. I think that was <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, um, and and the that the child is more important than the curriculum. Mm. Um, I know that sounds a bit a bit soft, and but curriculums come and go, you know, governments come and go. Um, the child, the needs of a child, doesn't change, no. and so to 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 always be mindful of that. Uh, I was in a school recently. It was the last. Well, I was in a school recently where I was doing some work in. Oh, about to do some work on vocabulary. And one of the teachers was like, oh, I don't like that, I don't like it at all. And it's like, why don't you like it? And she's like, it's too creative. And I'm just like, and my heart sank. And it's like, well, I understand it. It's a year six teacher. I can understand why you might think that being creative is is not a good thing when you've got that test in yeah. front of you. But at the end of the day... They're only here once. Exactly. You have one childhood. Yeah. You have one childhood and they're... That you want to make sure that you are part of their beautiful memory of yeah. childhood. Um, a couple of times, well, three or four times actually, that I've gone into a school and someone's come, one of the teachers has come up to me and said, "Do you remember me?" And I'm just like, oh, "It's Lisa. Oh, how are you?" And you know, they were in my, my class, and yeah, so yeah. the fact that they've grown up and become part of our teaching profession yeah. and become teachers themselves. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I think that's really, really heartwarming that. So I love that. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, okay. So what are the three biggest changes you've seen during your time in education? Um, well, I think we're going through a big change at the moment, which is, is nice in, in a way. When I started in, in, obviously, with the Literacy Hour, um, a lot of people, I know we don't do that now, obviously, but what I liked about the Literacy Hour was it was book-led and text-centric. So it focused on the text, quality text, mm -hmm. quality discussion around that text. And then slightly we moved away from that. Mm. And now in the last two year or so, two years, we're coming back to the value of te 
text, mm. the value of books yeah. and of being a book read. So I think we're through that we're going through a second golden age of books. Brilliant. And 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 like I say, it's not just books but poetry. Yeah. And there's some great people about and out there that are just looking at bringing that rich so that's a good change. Mm-hmm. I think obviously we had um Spag um just as a writer, as a writer, that rips the soul out of. Yeah. Always contextualise. The number of times that you go in and it's a, we, we do 15 minutes back lesson, we do that. And it's, it it will go, it will go. Yeah. Um, praise the Lord. But it just, <laughs> it, it, it's it's not how you learn language. No. It's, 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 it's not truly how you, Michael Rosen has some great, great um, ideas about, um, how you learn language and all that again it's about talk and expression and sharing stories uh, going back to the wisp that's mm-hmm. how you learn languages that's how you love it by engaging with language yeah. not by decontextualized one off two off lessons yeah so yeah. that that's my positive and my negative i suppose yeah thank you um okay where do you think education needs to go in the next 10 years uh, i never plan ahead I never planned for 10 years. It's all about the now in it, I suppose. Um, I think what goes comes around. There's nothing new. No, there's nothing new. Nothing, no. So I I like the fact that we're becoming more, it's all about the child and and learning and and, and stuff. Um, It's a difficult one. It's difficult for me to answer that because things change very rapidly and, and, and what is flavour one month is not a flavour another. I don't like personally to go for trends. Mm. I like to go for, look, let's go for what's what's nourishing, mm. nourishes the child and that will stick. Yeah. So that, that again is, is more child centric. Mm. Uh, I love the fact that the term broad and balanced is somehow a new phrase. We were brought up when I was training in the 90s, um, Broad and balanced was everything. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I keep hold of that. Yeah. Um, who's your inspiration within education? Within education? Again, I it's difficult. I, I don't tend to have, I like to listen that's to okay. different people mm. uh, because it's, it's about listening to different voices yeah. and, and, uh, and, and working out, yeah, I like that. You'll never agree with everyone yeah. all the time. But you'll always find something within different people, and again, that's what it's about. Life, isn't it? Just sharing, and 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 one of the one of the privileges I have in my job, going from school to school and helping them, is that it's not just about me helping them; mm. they actually give me something. Mm. So, so it's such a good thing to have that conversation because then you can take that to other people. Yeah, and so I always try and say, oh, actually get into contact with this person in this school because yeah. now I might not be there but you can, it'd be great for you two to talk yeah. because you, I work, I, it's like networking it is, it is but it, 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 and it and it's like value, it's more valued yeah. um, there's a school that wrote to me uh, the, the last week of uh, before we broke up in summer and it was a special needs school somewhere down near Nottingham where residential school so severe uh, mm. artistic uh, spectrum and um, I'd given them so, uh, reading Rocketeers but I'm just like look I, I have a go see what you think 
the email that they wrote back to me, I can't tell you, it was just, it, I welled up because it was just to think that they've got access. Some of them are non-verbal. Mm. So they even have communicate, which reminded me of the cleft palates and the, yeah. the facial disfigurements and stuff. Um, so it just reminded me of those, and but they've, they still got more out of it. And they were doing it in Key Stage 3, some of them, because it was just the emotional connection, which was yeah. sometimes there with autistic children that was there. Not that they're not emotional, but how yeah. to convey that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just heartwarming. So it was lovely. I learned from them as well. So that, that yeah. that's yeah. that's good. So the children, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what did you want to be when you grew up? A teacher and writer teacher and writer so that's, and you've done both yeah well that's what that's the beauty of my job now that's because i, I write i'll write a piece of poetry or i'll write something i think oh it's going to be read and sometimes i'll go into a school and and i'll see someone reading something um and i think oh yeah i remember where i was when i wrote that yeah, yeah. or i can sit and I, and I know that on any day on any school day there will be hundreds of children reading some of my work. Yeah. Uh, not just in Britain either. They like yeah, <laughs> over yeah. the world. So it's that's that is a privilege. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I was working on a, on a poem last night, just finishing it off for the for the final book in the the series. And sometimes you sit back and you think, yeah, that's really good. That yeah. really good. I'm dead chuffed. So yeah, um, yeah. So that that's that's what I wanted really. So that that is my questions finished, but. You've talked about uh, reading Rocketeers. Mm. You've 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 hinted and you've told me loads of stuff in it yeah. and made me want to buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, But I'm still not clear what it is. So that means right. the listeners won't be. Tell me okay. what is it? So reading Rocketeers is uh, the first one. Uh, reading Rocketeers is it can be used as shared reading in reception and year one, mm-hmm. or as an intervention for year two three. Yeah. To help them over, and it's basically. It gives them, um, it tries to develop inference mm-hmm. or lots of different skills. You can't just isolate skills, really. In, in, in a way, skills are like wet paint. You can see them, but they'll bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. So you, there, will be, there will be times, like with the, the, the 99ers, when you might want to focus on a specific skill mm-hmm. to plug that gap. But they are multi-skilled. They all work together in hand to create understanding as a whole that's what this tries to do okay. so it fo- the main questions are all inference mm. but it's based on dialogical pedagogy okay. so it's about getting them to understand through verbalization so when they do transition and they get to become a functional independent reader they fly so does it have text in this book yeah all text so all the texts are in um so it'll have the text it'll give you you can download um after the lesson you download um, extra stuff so to to improve their um, visualization. Yeah. Their yeah. their strengthen so they get a stronger um, visual narrative. That chronology. Yeah. They'll do vocab work. Yeah. Uh, it has a PowerPoint there, so it's all all the text is layered for yeah. you to strengthen your working memory. Yeah. Um, and all I can say is, the first book was out last year. Next to, I got hot off the press today, so that's why that was I was slightly. That delivery. was the twelve o'clock delivery, um, and so and the next last two will be at Christmas. But then, yeah, it's just honestly, I can't, I'm so excited about this because that this is a, an intervention that in, engages children. It'll be great. In fact, what I thought was, I would give, I'll, I'll leave three, 
the, oh, wow. I'll leave you three. Um, and then whoever, we can randomly choose three people yeah. um, to give them as, as a, like a little say hello. So you might get book three and think, oh, the other two books. But um, they're also on my website. If you go yeah, to the resources yeah. section, previews. So there is a free lesson um, and, yeah. and you so can download. Can so you try it. But yeah. the, intro the introduction is also there. So you'll get, you'll understand the pedagogy behind it. Yeah, fantastic. So you've self-published them. Um, yeah. Do you, can you just get them on your website or to get them yeah. somewhere else? No, you just get them from, uh, go on, no, well, only from my website really. Um, so just email me or actually it's better if you just get it from the, from the site, from the resources yeah. area. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Yeah. So you've got the exact, because um, there'll probably be people listening to this in their cars on the way to or back from school, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but and, al and also read, write, perform with Lee. So yes. just, we said hello to Lee at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I can't, it'd be amiss for me not to, to mention that's it at the That's Lee Parkinson, Mr. Yeah. PICT, in case yeah. you don't know. So honestly, readwriteperform.com, absolutely. For, for That's not an intervention, that's for like you, you're really reading into writing. It goes into performance. We've not really talked much about that, but uh, if you ever come back, we'll look at performance and drama and the emotional stuff and, and, yeah. and the performance part. But that, um, I don't know if Lee told you, but Edge Hill are just about to start um, a study on it. Because, oh, oh yeah, because what was interesting, it was um, their students were coming back and using the Read Write mm -hmm. Perform yeah, products yeah. and they're like, this is amazing, yeah. what is this? Oh, so, because the school saying, this is having such a good effect. Yeah. So they're like, right, okay, let's do a research subject on it. So yeah. it's, it's nice, oh, it's nice. fantastic, yeah. well done. Thank you so much, I feel like I feel like I've got so much information, never mind everybody else. Oh, no, it's um, good. And I'm so excited to, to use it. So thank you so much. It's Brilliant. been amazing. It's Friday afternoon. We need to go to a pub now, don't we? I know. And celebrate, so it's lovely. <laughs> I, I feel exhausted myself, so it's yeah, good. Yeah, and you're starting back on Monday, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in Shrewsbury, London, Liverpool, and somewhere else in between. So All uh, next week? Yeah, fully, yeah, fully booked. September every day. I've got half a day. I've got a morning. I'm one morning off. Uh, on the 26th, uh, wow. which is, but then I'm But off. that also goes to show just how much you know and how effective, you know, what you're doing is, so yeah. brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. inviting me, it's been lovely. No, thank you for coming. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful to Lee Parkinson for introducing me to John, and obviously John himself, for coming over and delivering so much content for us on the podcast. I honestly don't believe that any educator or parent could have listened to that interview and not have taken something away that will help them understand their children better when it comes to reading or want to find ways to help them improve their emotional dexterity. I feel that in the future, I'll have so many stories of me implementing what I've learned from John. And we both love to know your stories too. Let us both know in our Facebook group called The Teacher's Podcast Community. You'll find information about all the resources John mentioned in the show notes. If this is the first time that you're listening to the Teachers Podcast, then check out our other episodes for some more great listens. We are continually securing even more fantastic guests for you, and you can even suggest someone yourself in the group. This episode is now live on YouTube as well, so don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And did you love this episode? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week.
Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.